Welcome to the Hospital Finance Podcast, your go-to source for information and insights that can help you stay ahead of the challenges impacting healthcare finance. And now, the host of the Hospital Finance Podcast, Michael Passanate. Hi, this is Mike Passanate, and welcome back to the award-winning Hospital Finance Podcast. E-consults are becoming an increasingly popular option for offering specialty consults without the need for an in-person visit. The University of Iowa Physicians and the University of Iowa Health have adopted e-consults across 16 specialties. To talk to us about their journey towards implementing e-consults, I'm joined by Beth Jaggers, Administrative Director for the University of Iowa Physicians in the Carver College of Medicine. Prior to her current role, Beth worked as Administrator in the Departments of Urology, Cardiothoracic Surgery, and Radiology, and held various roles in finance. Beth holds an active CPA and CPC license and earned her MBA from the Tippie School of Management at the University of Iowa. Beth, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Michael. So Beth, for those in our audience who may not be familiar with e-consults, can you give us a short overview of what they are? Yeah, so eConsults is a um, asynchronous provider to provider exchange in our digital health uh, platforms. And what asynchronous means is that it doesn't have to be real time. So this really enables referring providers to consult with a specialist around a specific condition um, over, you know, minutes, days, weeks, um, to be able to get care to a patient in their patient home. Beth, why did the University of Iowa decide to implement e-consults? Yeah, so the University of Iowa was um, part of the AAMC e-consult grants. So we were one of the first academic medical centers to really test out this new way of delivering healthcare. And the reason why we were really interested in it is, um, you know, the state of Iowa is, it has a population of about 3 million people and, and we're pretty rural. Um, so this is really a great opportunity to provide uh, patient care and, and specialist care to people across the state um, without having to come to Iowa City, Iowa to see a specialist. Um, so we were really excited to be able to partner uh, with other primary care stakeholders uh, to be able to give our, you know, our community uh, and the, the population of the state of Iowa the care that they need. And you've been successful in making e-consults work. So let's get some, some practical advice from you. Um, on the ground, how does an e-consult work? Yeah, so there's a lot of different ways to set this up. Um, you know, we physicians do consults all the time. Um, but the way the University of Iowa did it is, is we really wanted to make this um, have the, the least amount of manual intervention as possible. So, you know, the old way of, of faxing in consults wasn't very appealing to us. So we asked ourselves, how can we leverage our electronic medical record system to really help us launch e-consults? So we have two different pathways for uh, providers to access our specialists through e-consults. Um, one is, is just through our EMR. Um, you know, we 
have the ability to have other hospitals on our instance of Epic. And then we also have our own primary care network um, through UI Healthcare. And so they can simply place an order in our uh, EMR and it's just like a normal consult. They place the order, it goes into the specialist provider's inbox. Uh, that order has uh, various questions to help the ordering provider map out a care pathway plan um, for their patient. And then typically within uh, one to two days, our specialist uh, reads that order and maps out a care plan. Um, or, you know, one alternative is that they need to be seen face to face. Um, but we're really trying to encourage that collaboration between the ordering provider and, and the specialist. Um, again, with the goal to keep the patient in, the, in their medical home. If, if a provider isn't affiliated with UI Healthcare or is an external and on a different EMR, um, we have the ability to partner with um, outside institutions and give them access to our order set through CareLink, which is also an EPIC option. So those are the two ways that we have e-consults work in UI Healthcare. But again, um, it can it can be very informal, um, like you know, just a paper order or a fax or anything that qualifies for an order in order to um, to get that information to the referring provider. Beth, how do providers get reimbursed for e-consults? Yeah, so um, we are really thankful that through the work of the AAMC that Medicare had has added two CPT codes to their fee schedule in order um, to reimburse providers for this work. And what's really great is that um, they reimburse the, the ordering provider, which is typically a, a primary care provider, and the specialist the same amount. Um, so all all you have to do to to actually get reimbursed is that you have to um, put in an order and the requesting provider, which again is typically that that primary care provider, needs to document 30 minutes of work for creating uh, and treating uh, and managing that patient's um, e-consult. And for the specialist, uh, they actually only have to spend five minutes of medical consultation time to bill that as well. So typically that primary care provider bills a 99452 CPT code and that specialist gets to bill a 99451. And you can you can be in the same organization and, and bill both of those codes or have one be external and and one in your organization and, and still bill those as well. So it, it's really a, a great service. And Beth, in your experience, what are some of the best practices when implementing an e-consult program? Yeah, so my number one answer to this is you're, you have to engage the providers to figure out what works best for them and what they feel is an appropriate e-consult because not everything is going to qualify for this level of care. So engaging your referring providers to figure out, 
you know, what, what things are they struggling with in their practice that they feel like if they could just pick up the phone and talk to a urologist or talk to a dermatologist and help them map out that care plan, um, those are the kind of things that you want to help build and, and create relationships to an e-consult provider. Um, so engaging your providers, listening to your referring providers, working with the specialists to really connect them on those care pathways is very important. I also think it's important to map out how you want this process to work before doing any implementation. So thinking about, you know, do you want to start this internally first? Like, let's just say you have a multi-specialty clinic. You know, how can we test out these workflows internally, which is what UI Healthcare did, um, before doing an external pivot? Um, and then looking at your areas of biggest need, and we focus on access, and I think dermatology is a great example, where um, it may take a patient, you know, three, six months to establish a new relationship with a dermatologist. And, um, you know, what tools can we give that primary care provider uh, to treat that patient um, in their medical home with the dermatologist's knowledge um, and get them the care they need faster? And so I really encourage people to take a look at um, what they're struggling with access um, to care and, and figure out how you can prioritize those specialties um, with an e-consult model. And a few minutes ago, you told us about how your model operates. Um, but what resources are, are actually needed to implement an e-consult program in your experience? Yeah, you know, obviously it, it depends on how how big you want it and how many specialties you want to cover. But in, in UI Healthcare's experience, um, I think it's really important to identify your IT resources as we really embedded this in our uh, EMR. Um, so, um, you know, making sure that this is prioritized within your within your IT um resource is important. And we really leveraged a lot of that work on our orders team. Um, like I mentioned before, we really built out um, specific orders by specialty um, to help cue the, ref the referring provider, the, the primary care provider, with the questions that the specialists need um, to deliver care. And what's great is the double AMC has a lot of good resources that are available um, publicly to help um, have you think about how to build those order sets. So I think IT plays a big role in that. And then I do think that it takes a lot of time to start a new program. So what was really successful for us is that we had a project manager that this was their entire role. And so they were able to spend a lot of time, um, you know, establishing those relationships between the referring provider and the specialist and, and listening to the needs and, and really making sure that this was top of mind for everyone to move forward because there's a lot of, of moving parts with establishing a program like this. And of course, ROI is, uh, pit and parcel of everything we, we do in healthcare these days. Can you describe how providers can achieve ROI or measure it with e-consults? 
Yeah. So I think, you know, the, the biggest low hanging fruit is when you talk to providers, they're doing this stuff right now informally. So a lot of times, you know, you have a primary care provider or a, a general internal medicine provider calling a urologist and saying, hey, you know, I've, I'm seeing this patient and I'm struggling with X, Y, Z, you know, how would you see this in your clinic? And, and they just, this curbside consults happens all the time, yet it's not documented in the EMR and it, it's not a billable service. And so really the low hanging fruit for the ROI is, you know, providing provider education and referring provider education to say, hey, you know, if you just place this order and answer these questions, not only do I get reimbursed for this work as a specialist, but you get reimbursed for this work as well by asking these questions and treating your patient. So that's a win-win right there. Um, but I think the big ROI comes in when um, you create relationships between primary care and medical homes and specialists to take out those lower acuity specialty visits. You know, primary care providers are trained in a variety of, of of different specialties. And it would be great if we could just hand over care plans for, you know, how to treat dermatitis, you know, instead of going to a dermatologist for something that may be lower acuity for a dermatologist, but higher acuity for a primary care doctor. Let's treat them in their medical home so those specialists are seeing really, uh, a, you know, a higher level of ENM. Uh, and higher acuity uh, of those patients. And so when we get into the nitty gritties of reimbursement, we really tried to aim to take out those like level one and two ENMs from specialty visits and, and make those into e-consults um, and backfill those with higher acuity visits, like a level four and a level five. And that's where you get those higher reimbursements, especially on those on that commercial side of things. The other thing that, um, that we did at UI Healthcare when we really looked at ROI is we did time studies of providers, especially on the on the specialist side of things. And, and what we found out is that um, a clinician spent, you know, anywhere between five to seven minutes um, on the specialist side making decision make or making medical decision making for an e-consult. But when that patient was in their clinic, they were spending about 20 to 30 minutes. So we're actually able to do more e-consults in the same amount of time as seeing a face-to-face -face visit. And so um, you can also argue uh, an ROI um, with time as well. Beth Jaggers, thank you so much for coming by the program today and sharing your experiences around e-consults. Thank you. If you have a topic that you'd like us to discuss on the Hospital Finance Podcast, or if you'd like to be a guest, drop us a line at update at Bessler.com. This concludes today's episode of the Hospital Finance Podcast. For show notes and additional resources to help you protect and enhance revenue at your hospital, visit Bessler.com forward slash podcasts. The Hospital Finance Podcast is a production of Bessler. Smart about revenue, tenacious about results.